Good morning and welcome to another session of Facebook Live uh, with Candidate Question Time. With me, my name's Sarah and with Jason Perry, Managing Director at ASL Recruitment in Hastings. Now, Jason is an HR specialist and he's also a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. So he's well placed to answer any questions you may have when it comes to things regarding employment law, what your rights are, what's happening with furlough and so on. So uh, with no further ado, I think we shall bring Jason into the conversation. Jason, are you there? Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Jason. And how are you? I'm very well, thank you. You? Very well. Yes, indeed. Thank you. I seem to be slightly out of focus. Apologies. I can't help that. You are again. <laughs> it's not me. It's the camera, I promise. The technology is a wonderful thing. <laughs> So, um, so today, I think we have, uh, there's, there's quite a few things that are quite high on the list of um, what everybody's talking about at the moment. So, where should we start? Should we start with the, um, uh, with the figures on unemployment? Because I think that's probably quite relevant right now. It, it's probably a really good one. I mean, we, we've been talking, you and I, every Saturday now for this for quite some time. And it's not a great surprise to know that there is an unemployment problem coming as a result of this. I mean, we're going through the biggest economic shock of, there's so many figures out there, I think 300 years is probably the most striking one that I've heard. Um, and the reality is there's, there's unemployment fallout from that. At the beginning of this, there were some quite scary figures being banded around as to what was going to happen, um, how we were going to hit sort of uh, huge obscene levels of unemployment. And that appears not to have quite happened yet. Um, it's probably too early to say it won't, but it appears not to have happened yet. And you'll equally have heard all the talk about what shape the recession is going to take. Um, a lot of people at the beginning were talking about a V-shaped recession. And then we've heard about W shapes or U shapes or um, the one we don't want is an L shape because it goes down and doesn't come back. Um, so th there's all about what, what form does it take. The, the figure that's come out this week that you're, you're talking about, the ONS, the Office of National Statistics, um, has announced a few days ago how many less people there are on payroll than there were at the beginning of this crisis, so as a result of COVID-19. And that number appears to be in the region of three quarters of a million people. So we've gone from record unemployment um, in January, um, and I think I mentioned last time we were talking actually in February, February the 13th, I think it was, I was actually delivering a seminar to employers in Hastings talking about Brexit, and we were talking about the record um, unemployment figures as a you know real okay. low point in that um, uh, and let's let's just be clear because that sounds like there were lots of people unemployed but they weren't there were lots no, of people who were employed there, there were very were very few unemployed is exactly the point yes um, but it was a record low in um, unemployment levels um, and we flipped that on its head furlough has done a very very good job of keeping people on payroll holding employment opportunities open but what we're what we've seen is 750,000 people are already off the payroll that seems to be having a disproportionate effect on two groups and one of those is the over 50s and it would appear that people uh, over 50 who arguably might be considering retirement 
in the future have kind of felt forced to do it earlier than they planned. Um, and there are some issues and we might actually see some age discrimination cases coming out of that. Um, the other um, group it seems to have affected is the young. And quite simply that's because a lot of the younger um, group in employment are doing jobs that don't necessarily have significant experience or skills. Those can be uh, retail jobs, they can be largely hospitality jobs. And we, we, we've all seen the effect on the hospitality industry. It's, it, it's on its knees at the moment. So we've got a large number of unemployment already. The real question is what happens as we move through August, September, October and furlough gets phased out the current forecast is one third of employers are expecting to make further job cuts as we move forward, but we don't know how big that's going to end. And Sorry to be depressing. It's uh, the reality of the figures. I th yes, it was. Uh, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? I think that was the thing. To a certain extent, furlough just kind of furlough gave viable businesses the opportunity to kind of put plans in place that would allow yes. them to recover and continue. Yes. Uh, but those who perhaps have a little less flexibility. Um, when furlough starts coming, well, it's already started coming to an end, but when it finishes, um, those are the businesses that are, are likely to fold, aren't they? And certain, or if they don't fold, they're certainly likely to shed any extra staff and, and yes. any downsides. And it, it's not just businesses, Sarah, it's jobs, certain roles. I, I was talking with somebody a few days ago who's in, um, uh, without giving away who the employer is, but who's in a particular sector that has had a huge boom during this crisis and what they've seen is and there, there are a number of sectors where this has happened interestingly um, where people have rushed to buy a product because of the lockdown um, and there's two or three sectors this has happened to and what's now happened is everybody that would have bought the product over the next year to 18 months it's a major investment type product um, no longer wants one and the product development the sales teams are now going ah what are we going to do with our people for the next two years? Mm. And so we're even seeing job cuts in areas where arguably business is booming. Um, and it's about whether there's a need for that person to do that job, not necessarily even as simple as to whether or not a business is not viable. So there's various reasons we're going to see it. Okay, so so really now it's, it's going to be a question of what people can do to try and protect themselves against that and to make... Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, contingency plans. Yeah. I, I think the good news is there are always possibilities out there. The government have been talking quite a lot about how they're going to try and restructure the economy and create green jobs, and we hope and expect that to happen over a period of time. But the other side that's really interesting, um, our business took a very, very big hit. We've talked about before. The low point was around 10 weeks ago, I think. But when we go into a major recession, two areas that always hit hard are recruitment and marketing, two areas people don't want to spend on when they're not making money. Um, however, the good news is recruitment, particularly temporary workers, is one of the sectors that comes back first because what often happens is an employer is cautious about rehiring on their permanent payroll but if they can take somebody on on a temporary basis that can become a temp to perm, that allows them to, let's say, reserve their judgment on whether that role is going to become needed 
on the permanent headcount. So it's a very good way for businesses to expand and it's a way in which they take up the slack gently as they're picking back up. We are seeing a dramatic increase in um, temps. I mean, you know, it's from a record low, but um, we're seeing a dramatic increase. So there are a lot more opportunities out there. One of the things the workers really need to do is find a way of standing out. Um, three months ago, six months ago, there's an extent to which a worker could almost ask what they want for and play hard to get because there probably wasn't somebody else looking to do that job at that salary in that location. Now, there's probably another 50 people who are prepared to take that job from right under your nose if you just hesitate. So if you're looking for work, you really need to go the extra mile. You need to be keen. You need to show people. And I think that's one of the big changes that may take some people a little while to get hold of. Indeed, yes. Um, on, conversely, uh, of course, employers should be very aware that, they, um, that there may be a temptation to take advantage of the fact that there are you know, 450 yeah. people for any particular uh, job application. Um, and actually, it's not going to do them any favours in the long term if they take advantage of the fact people are in uh, yeah. a, a tough spot right yes. now. I mean, the, re uh, the reality um, is those employers who are looking after their people, who are showing they care, they value um, their workers, are the ones that are going to perform best. Mm -hmm. You get greater loyalty from your people, um, you get greater longevity of people working there, and that helps. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, that brings on to a really other interesting point that's come over the past week, and we've got another round to come on Thursday this week which is exam grades, mm. um, and quite a controversial one, but we've got, I think grade inflation this year is 2%, but we have, it seems to have been applied disproportionately, um, and I'm sure it was well-intentioned, but what they've done is high-performing and private schools seem to have gained an advantage over underperforming or schools in disadvantaged areas, and that is not a good outcome. So we've got a lot of people who hope to get good places who've lost their first choices of university. Mm -hmm. And we may see the same in colleges in the coming weeks as Thursday's GCSE grades come out. What this does potentially do though, Sarah, is open up the door for more people looking at apprenticeships. Exactly and, so. Yeah. That uh, that's exactly what I was gonna say. And the government's really getting behind the apprenticeships uh, at the moment and I, I was talking to somebody who's worked in the apprenticeship scheme for many many years uh, I was talking to her just last week and she was saying yeah, there are so many advantages with actually going down the apprenticeship route so if people haven't received the grades that they were anticipating getting they by no means should discount uh, the option of, of looking at apprenticeships because you know there are lots and lots of advantages to it Oh yes, when you look at some of those senior apprenticeship roles um, where you're talking about people coming out with a, effectively a level three qualification in terms of an A-level and going on to do a level five degree level apprenticeship, um, you know, it, it really doesn't, there's so many choices out there, whether or not it's in marketing, digital media, um, engineering, there's so many possibilities. And actually for those people to go and get a job that's paying a salary, um, rather than building up £9,000 a year of debt plus whatever it costs on top of that to live, um, to do that but gain a degree level qualification at the time, if you can find a really good scheme, 
it's a very credible alternative. But once again, what this means, Sarah, is there will be a large number of people applying for those roles um, who are looking at this and going, now maybe isn't the time I want to do that. Um, but the balance on that to add in is apparently we do have record numbers of people going into university again. So I, I, I gather the uptake is still looking very high. So it's all, it's all a bit of a balancing act, isn't it? And I it think is. everybody has to look at their own situation and decide which way they're gonna, yeah. going to take it. Because the jobs that typically they would have thought, I'll take a year and try again, um, I'll just get a bar job for now. And of course, those sorts of things just aren't around at the moment. And and equally, no one's going to do a gap here and go travelling now, are they? <laughs> no, no, lots of avenues are, are closing down. But OK, we just have a couple of minutes left. So let's find uh, let's find something very positive to end on, because uh, it's not necessarily been the most positive news this week with sort of quarantine restrictions coming back for, for yeah. people who are travelling abroad, A-level results, um, etc. You know, the Office of National Statistics, what they've been saying as well. So let's find a positive here. Okay, Let, let's talk about a change we've just put in place. And actually, I, I, I think I've talked to this a little last week, but um, what we've done during this period, we've been investing in technology, as I've talked about before. And this week, um, on Monday, we're going live with our new timesheeting system, um, which, as you know, I'm quite excited about. But um, what this means is we've just streamlined dramatically the way in which people working for us can access our services so they can log in online, complete their hours, they're signed off electronically. Um, and we've done that to avoid all those COVID type things of sharing bits of paper and handing them around to get signatures. But it's quite an advancing technology um, and really very exciting. It's going to make life very much easier, isn't it? It for is both for our clients and candidates. And yes, yeah. totally. Fantastic. Okay, so that's something uh, something to look forward to rolling out. And obviously, as your temp numbers are picking up, that's a, that's a significant improvement, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I think something like 75% of all our temps have actually already done their timesheet online for last week. So hopefully by Monday, the last 25% of them will have done it and it, it will all go through perfectly. <laughs> but exciting Wait. change for us. Yes, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch up with you next week to see uh, to see if that twenty five percent did manage to to work everything out. <laughs> it will all go perfectly. I have no I'm doubt. Sure <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Jason. Um, so I would like to say thank you very much to everybody for joining us again today. Uh, we'll be back again next Saturday at ten o'clock for another Facebook Live session. Please do join us then. If you have any questions in the meantime, you can email them in to Hastings at aslgroup.co.uk or give the team a call on 01424 452 999. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Jason, thank you very much indeed. Have a wonderful week. Thanks, Sarah. You too. Bye-bye. Goodbye.